0: Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 75. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. Thank you so much for joining me as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many modalities of helping each of us find balance in our individual journeys. We're always excited to meet those of you who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet. Today's topic is... Tai Chi for Schools. Now, at any time during this live presentation, you can feel free to ask a question or make a comment by simply scrolling down on your screen and typing it into the comment box. Or if you prefer to dial into our conference line and ask and speak to the guest yourself, you can dial in at 323-476-3997. The ID is 607-393-POUND. And also may I remind you, if you are actually watching the edited version of this, you can still go ahead and ask your questions by submitting them into the comment box. And we will get that um, question to our guest and have her reply from there. I'm very honored to have back with us on Trinity of Life, a very special individual who is creating change all around the world with uh, our children and our schools. I would like you all to welcome Carrie Sherman.
1: Hello, Carrie. Hi, Christina. <laughs> it's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you for coming back on uh, On YHTV, um, Carrie did a show for us on Magical Medical Tour with uh, Dr. Glenn Woolman and myself. And I really felt it was what what she was doing was so important for all of us that we had to bring her back on Trinity of Life, uh, focusing more attention on her work with schools, because if we can help her expand that, I think um, we will create much change for teachers, for educators, and our children, and us parents. (laughs) Um, Carrie, can you share with us a little bit of your background and uh, history? Yes. um, I've been a teacher
1: my whole life. I always wanted to be a teacher. I knew when I was seven years old, I wanted to be a teacher, if you can imagine. But I didn't really care too much what I taught. And I lived in many different countries and taught many different things and always loved it. And in the early 90s, I had the opportunity to go to China as a visiting teacher, and I spent some time in a high school. And I saw something quite remarkable that this student body started with what they called morning exercise for a half hour every single day. And the children would all do their movements in unison in the courtyard with a PA system sort of screaming at them what to do. And everybody was still and focused, and it was so lovely. And I was so moved by it that I decided when I came back to the U.S. that I would learn Tai Chi. Mm. And so because I love teaching and I've always loved teaching, as soon as I learned it, I thought, I'm going to teach my friends. So I started (laughs) adult classes because I wanted everybody to know how beautiful this felt. I've, I've always loved yoga, but this was This was different. It was a a constant flowing movement. There was no overstretching or anything, but it was so much visualization where you really felt like a tree in nature rooted to the earth with leaves growing out and connecting to the heavens above. And um, after a couple months of teaching, one of my students, who was a psychologist, asked if she could refer autistic children to me. She said, they will love this. And that was how I started doing Tai Chi with kids. I had seen it done with kids in China, but I wasn't ready to make that jump. I was Mm. teaching foreign languages and art and other subjects. And uh, so I started working with two fairly high-functioning autistic children, and they loved it. And I loved doing it with them. And after about two months with one girl who was 12, Mm. when her mother came to pick her up, she stood on one foot picked up her other foot to tie her shoe, and said, I can tie my shoe because I do Tai Chi. Mm. And I realized that she was able to focus on the roots growing from her foot into the earth, just like tree roots. And she was able to identify with the the majesty and the stability and the centeredness of a tree. And Mm. so it was very exciting. And I went on from there. And then I realized I had high functioning students who were very stressed out by school, who were getting nervous and not doing well, who could benefit from Tai Chi. And, and were kids. these children in your class? Actually it was very interesting because the year I went to China, I took a sabbatical. Mm. And so when I came back, I wasn't there for, for that long, maybe a month. And um so I I had taken the year off. So I had a lot of different parents contact me and say, would you work with my child? And so I was doing one-on-one work, and then the psychologist referred these two children to me, and so I had sort of my own laboratory for a year working one-on-one with children from all different ages, with all different subjects, helping them to get organized, and basically helping them to get focused and believe in themselves. Mm. And so eventually I incorporated Tai Chi into all the work I was doing with all of these different students.
0: <laughs> How wonderful that you could experiment as you went on in your career.
1: <laughs> it was it was a perfect lab setting for me, really, because in a classroom, you have a certain number of obligations of things you have to do. And this was my own hour with each child to, mm. to figure it all
0: out. So it was great. Mm. <laughs> So it began in China, and you developed it in China, actually. <laughs> well, actually, I the students I was
1: working with were back in in my home. I was living in Miami at the time. Mm. So I I observed it in China. I was so impressed. You know, it was a funny thing, because at that time in this town of Shenzhen, China, which had about 3 million people, now it has about 12, of course, but... I was greeted as one of the first Westerners to come here as master teacher comes from America. It was in big headlines. It was kind of exciting. And I, I thought, okay, well, you really have to show everybody what you can do. But I felt like I learned so much from them because they had all of their students, 70 students in a classroom focused on the edges of their chairs, learning everything and mm. And so I was very impressed and immediately wanted to incorporate that in my own work.
0: Mm, wonderful, wonderful. And, and uh, just through our pre-conversation, you've actually traveled internationally teaching. I have. Well, you know, it's, Tai Chi is,
1: is totally universal. There's nobody who can't benefit. Well, I always say from four up, but people sometimes tell me three-year-olds are fine, too. But really, at all ages, whether you're 90 or 100 or or 5 or 6, you can benefit from it. And so it's been fun for me as I travel, once I develop this simplified version that I teach in the schools in the United States, it's been fun for me to do it in other countries. So last year I was in Myanmar, mm. and I went to a lot of the um, schools associated with the Buddhist temples and taught Tai Chi to the kids there, and they absolutely loved it. (laughs) I didn't know what the response would be, but they loved it. And um, they loved it so much that I decided to turn it into a game and, and whoever could stay with me the longest would then be the leader for the next time. And, oh, they thought this was so wonderful. wonderful. And this past August, I was in South Africa and through the internet, I had been contacted by a a policeman in Cape Town who wanted to take Tai Chi to the police force for everybody who was working with juveniles to help control violence and aggression. So I did a workshop for 300 policemen in Cape Town, which was absolutely beautiful Mm -hmm. and went to a school also. So, you know, it's a real connection for me with every other country. I have people doing it in Australia, in Germany, Brazil, England. Um, Slovakia, it's mm. just everywhere, you know,
0: <laughs> it's really exciting. Very exciting. You see, one drop is a thousand waves, and your waves are just rippling out there. <laughs> it's really true, and the internet helps those waves to go farther. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I'd, I'd like to bring up that clip of you in South Africa working with the children right at this moment. Is that okay, Segovia?
1: So this policeman who contacted me, he had he took it immediately to... An elementary school in the neighborhood. And this elementary school had 1,200 students. And he picked about 50 students from different grade levels and made a little Tai Chi club for them. So when I was there, he asked me to come and visit. And of course, I could recognize they were doing the swimming dragon and the elephant drinks water just... As I had taught on the on the DVD, which I had sent him, and that's the man there on the on the left, who is my uh, partner now in South Africa, and so we had. He called recess when we got there, and there are twelve hundred students standing around the outside of this playing field, watching the fifty or sixty of us doing Tai Chi. The noise level was unbelievable because everybody's talking about it. This is re- recess. This is free time. And yet the kids in the middle had practiced enough that they were totally focused. And that's part of what Tai Chi is about. No matter what's going on, can you focus and be centered and get your work done? and it was really, really wonderful. And so we turned the sound off on the video because all you can hear is 1,200 students talking and laughing and having fun. But those (laughs) of us in the middle were really, really connecting in a beautiful, beautiful way. And, you know, we practice balance. We're not always balanced, but we work towards it. And it was very, very special. The children were so happy to meet me because, of course, they all knew my voice from the
0: cd <laughs> yeah um now what were the age ranges of those children because some of them in the front looked really young well they
1: they're probably the youngest were five years old and it's a it's a primary schools they call it so probably up to about 12 or mm. 13 yeah so there's there's a bit of a range but it's very similar to our elementary school
0: now have you implemented this in uh Uh, elementary and what they would call middle school here and high schools as well?
1: I have. And I work primarily with the New York city public schools because I was very lucky that I met somebody involved with the schools who thought this was a fabulous idea. So I've been working there for about 10 years and, um, One of the first workshops I did was with physical education teachers. And I told them the story of everybody in China, 350 kids coming into the courtyard of the school to do a half an hour of Tai Chi to start the day and how focused they were all day. And, uh, you know, then we went through the movements and I taught them how to use it in the school. And a year later, I ran into this teacher at another workshop and he said, you have to come to my school. You have to come. I said, really? Okay. He said... When can you come? I said, Tuesday. Okay. Be there at 1030. So I got there at 1030. The first lunch period was at 11. Now, this PE teacher met the kids before school in the gym, and he also had cafeteria duty. So he said, I want to show you what I've done. You inspired me with your story about China. So we walked into the cafeteria. He's got a table set up at one side with a CD player with my CD in it. About 200 kids walk into this cafeteria. Now, cafeterias are usually made with tile. The noise is usually deafening, and it reverberates everywhere, and you sort of can't wait to get out of there because it gets so loud. (laughs) But these 200 kids sat down at the tables, and the teacher said to me, okay, you get up on the table, and you're going to lead Tai Chi. So I jumped up onto the table, 200 children stand up, and do Tai Chi with me in total silence, because he had taught every child in the school to do it and had made them understand that if we did 10 or 15 minutes before lunch, that we were gonna feel better, we were gonna be able to chew our food better and digest it better and be focused for the rest of the day. So I realized when you, when you say something a little bit inspirational to the right person, it can be it can become huge,, mm. and that's what's so so powerful and to this day, nine years later, he is still doing it with all the students in that elementary school.
0: Oh, fantastic. How lovely that they still have phys ed teachers there.
1: (laughs) They have phys ed teachers, but most children only get phys ed once a week. So this is a way for them to get physical activity every single day, which we all need because we have a total imbalance in our schools where we're doing academic stuff most of the time, sitting still most of the time, and not really learning as well as we should because we need breaks for music and art and physical activity and tai chi and stretching and all those things. But yes, we've kind of lost
0: our way a little bit. Yes, I, I absolutely agree with you. I I, I do believe just the ac- a- academic side just uh, throws off the balance so much that without that breath and energy going into our bodies and our bloodstreams, it, it you know the functioning is a little bit, you know skewed, (laughs) as I say.
1: Um, You know, I was in a in a middle school in the Bronx in New York City, and the PE teacher is usually my entry into the school. And this teacher was a little bit nervous. He had been encouraged to try it. And he said, look, I'm going to try it, but I don't know what's going to happen. I really have my doubts. And I said, you know what? Take one step at a time, and let's see how it goes. So I worked with him one day and taught him how to do it. 2 months later i get an email from him you were right going slowly is the way to go do it i taught it to every kid in the school they love it and we had a parents day so the parents came saw what we were doing and got excited about it he said i never believed it could happen mm-hmm. you know this is this is not an easy thing it takes it takes a, a little bit of a leap of faith for a teacher sometimes because you're doing something that's so different from what's The norm in our schools sit down be quiet
0: (laughs) right right oh yeah exciting um carrie if you wouldn't mind i'd love to bring the first uh uh, exercise up that you could show our audience okay and i do believe this one is called the arrow it's called shooting a bow and arrow shooting a bow and arrow
1: and so this um this exercise is very physical but it involves a lot of visualization and a lot of focus on the distant target. So I'm gonna invite everybody who's listening, if they're not driving, to step back a little bit from your computer and um, join me in doing this exercise. Otherwise, just try to visualize what it is we're doing if you don't have the video at the moment. And then I'll explain a little bit of how this works. Because Tai Chi is based on traditional Chinese medicine. So every movement we do has a scientific side to it. So this is shooting the bow and arrow at the distant target. And with your feet shoulder width apart. Your index finger pointing up will be your target. As you inhale, reach forward with rounded arms to gather the energy into a big ball. Pull it towards your chest. As you exhale, bend both knees. Extend your right arm out to the side. Pull the bowstring back with your left arm. Focus all of your attention on the index finger of your right hand pointing up. Hold the position. Release the bowstring and relax. Stand straight. Gather the energy again as you inhale. Pull it into your chest. Extend your left arm straight out to the side. Pull the bowstring back with your right arm. Feel your chest open. Bend both knees. Be sure your spine is straight. Hold the position. Focus on your index finger pointing up. Release the bowstring as you shoot the arrow. Relax and stand straight. Once again, gather the energy. Pull it into your chest. Extend your right arm. Your weight is evenly distributed over both feet. The knees are bent. Focus on the target. Open your chest. Hold the position. Stare at your finger. Release the bowstring. Stand straight. Gather the energy again into your chest. Bend both knees, extend the left arm to your side. Focus your attention on your target. Feel the weight evenly distributed on both feet. Feel the strength in your arms and your legs. Feel your connection to the earth. Release the bowstring and stand straight again.
0: That was magnificent.
1: It's it's a movement that, that students love And there's a lot going on, and yet basically you're shooting a bow and arrow. So you have your finger there to focus on. And the more you stare at your finger, the better you're developing your powers of focus. And that carries over to schoolwork, to shooting a basketball, to giving a a speech, whatever you want to do. But at the same time, as we gather the energy in front of us and bring it into our chest, we're getting more oxygen for our brain. And we drop our shoulders, and we stretch our arms out as we pull the bowstring back. So we're opening our lungs, and we turn our head to the side to focus on that target. At the same time, we bend our knees, so we're working on our quadriceps. We're aligning our hips, knees, and ankles. So there's so much going on. And there's one more thing. When you continue this with the DVD, at one point, you've got your... Focus your target out there, you're focused on, and you bend and straighten it nine times. And Dragons you s- play in the clock. And you continue to focus on that finger. So there's an energy meridian. If any of you know anything about Chinese medicine, acupuncture, you know that we have energy meridians that move through the body to the different organs. And the energy meridian for the large intestines starts in this finger. And that's where digestion takes place. So as we energize this meridian, we make it easier for our bodies to digest our food, absorbing the proper nutrients and eliminating the waste. So it's all scientific, but you're visualizing, so you're using your mind
0: and you're using your muscles for balance. It's interesting, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely fascinating. And and I have to tell our audience um, that when you showed this to us uh, during Magical Medical Tour, I actually tested it on my own child that evening, my six-year-old. And uh, every evening, he has a exercise that he has to do for English language arts, which is they read a paragraph, and they they have to, every evening you read it again for one minute to see how many words you're able to read very nicely and smoothly and uh, there's one that is a paragraph and another one that's a poem and it was very interesting because every night he tries to achieve a few more words you know children love to challenge themselves and uh, it was very interesting because he read it I think this must have been a Wednesday or Thursday night and he read it and And he didn't do as well as the night before, which frustrated him. So I said, you know, I learned something the other day. I said, you want to give it a try? It's called, you know, the bow and arrow. And, you know, we're very much on imaginary imaginary, um, toys or what we call like theater play. Uh, So I said, we're going to imagine bow and arrow. And I sort of took him loosely through the steps that you had just shown us, Carrie. And, um he did it, and it was hard for him to focus. But he did the best he could at that time, and amazingly, and he was laughing at me, going, "Oh, mommy, how is this going to help me?" This is, you know, I just didn't read as well, and and I just said, "Let's just give it a try." He tried it, and he read twenty five percent better. He was shocked. So was I. <laughs> he was. But when you see, if you saw the look on his face, his jaw dropped, and said. I'm doing that every time. He was very committed after that. And um, as I said to you during the pre-show, last night was one of those nights where he said, okay, I'm, I'm not as focused tonight. I'm going to try that. This is a six-year-old talking. And he got up and he did it with more focus and not even as uh, technical as you had just shown us, but it worked. It worked, and it was magnificent. Um, so he knows just for himself that he needs to do this before a test or before he needs a lot of focus. <laughs> it, it's it's it's
1: so. Um- amazing to people, and yet when you understand that it's based on science, mm-hmm. then you can really it makes sense because it's hard to focus when we're nervous because when we're nervous, we immediately tighten our shoulders. If you tighten your shoulders, you restrict the flow of oxygen to your brain, you, the flow of blood carrying oxygen to your brain. But as you relax and open your lungs and take in more oxygen and focus on the bow and arrow, then it's logical it 's scientific. you can focus better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so what I did was i um I took the the Tai Chi movements and simplified them for the Western audience because we have a different background. we grow up in different ways. Your mom doesn 't ask you when you're when you're three years old how 's your chi today we don't know exactly <laughs> we don 't know exactly what that means, so I've simplified them to things that we can really relate to and they can fit into our busy schedule. And um, sure enough, it makes a difference. And when I when I go to schools, I will say to the teacher, "You don't have to give me a half an hour to get Tai Chi. Can I have five minutes?" Well, okay, you can have five minutes. Especially when they discover that those five minutes get. Create an atmosphere of learning and cooperation and concentration. So it's almost as if I've given you back 10 minutes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you've got everybody focusing better. So instead of saying, all right, everybody sit down, get quiet, get your pencils out, turn your papers over, open to page 32, you say, we're going to read chapter three. And it's, it just happens. And then I encourage teachers to use it as, as a prize at the end. And after we do this really, really well, We're going to get to be dragons or or whatever Tai Chi move they really like. So it's it's been a wonderful experience for me to see how something as simple and as inexpensive as Tai Chi that never hurts anyone. There's no one who can't do it because you can even do it sitting down if you've got a broken leg or if you're disabled you can still get the benefits because it's about the mind. Where Mm -hmm. are you focusing your mind? Where are you opening the internal organs? How are you
0: getting all the parts of your body to work together? Mm. And that's really what it's about. Mm. Wonderful. Um, Now, what, what do you think that the children like best about the Tai Chi?
1: You know, one thing they like is that it's a break for them. They do not have the ability to sit still as long as we ask them to sit still. It, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, but this is a break that some teachers do it with, you know, throwing beanbags around or doing jumping jacks. But Tai Chi is a break that actually takes you away from the classroom because you can be out in the field shooting a bow and arrow or you can be an elephant walking across the plains of Africa to drink water, and then you can spray the water over your body with the trunk, and it's very refreshing. Children's imaginations are fabulous, and if we just give them one little opportunity to imagine the elephant, usually in about 20 seconds they are the elephant, Mm. and they will say to me, I needed a break, I needed to get out of the classroom. And they, and they really feel that they were, because I invite them to close their eyes a lot. So when you close your eyes, you can be wherever you want to be. And the other thing I think they like about it is that they have a lot of turmoil inside. They have a lot of responsibility, a lot of things to do, a lot of frustration, inadequate sleep, inadequate nourishment, um, too many demands, all this stuff going on, fears, worries, whatever. And all of a sudden, they're a tree. And trees stand tall and straight with branches going up and leaves growing. And then I invite them to close their eyes and visualize the roots growing from their feet into the earth. And to get the big nutrients and the water from the earth. And they love it. It is so grounding, and we don't have a lot of moments of grounding in our lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have an awful lot of noise and activities. So I I think when when the children say to me, I love this, I want to do it every day, I think what they're responding to is a chance to have silence, focus,
0: and inner peace, which Unfortunately, it's not that common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, and how lovely this is actually um, through fun. Because, yes, because it's it the entry point is them having fun. That's how they're taking their break and being able to get all these other wonderful benefits from it. That's what I'm hearing from you. And how lovely that that tree pose sounds exactly like the tree pose from yoga. <laughs>
1: You know, there's a lot of similarity between yoga and Tai Chi. They're both wonderful approaches. And I had done yoga probably for 20 years before I learned Tai Chi. Mm. And I found that Tai Chi was very easy to do in the schools. And that was why I developed this program, because you do it standing. I wanted something where the teacher never has to move the tables or the Mm -hmm. chairs or the desks. You don't have to go to the PE, to the gym room. You can stand up right next to your chair and you can do it. I did it in a middle school in New York City that was so crowded that when the children were standing behind their chairs, the front of their thighs touched the back of their chair and the back of their thighs touched the desk behind them. Wow. So this is a crowded classroom and this was a magnet school and all the parents wanted their kids there. And so I did ones that were mostly from the waist up because we didn't have much ability to to move below our legs. And the teacher said to me when I walked in, this is a very bad day. You shouldn't be here. We don't have time for this. We have so much to do. And I said, can I have 10 minutes? And she said, yes, 10 minutes. And that's it. So I said to the kids, this is Tai Chi. Stand up. Let's go. And so she, uh, so we all stood up and and started doing Tai Chi. And after 10 minutes, I said, guys, you were fabulous. I mean, you could just feel the tension going away in the room. It was amazing. And um, and I, I said to the teacher, thank you so much for letting me come. And she said, I've just looked at my schedule. You can actually stay for the rest of the period. <laughs> because she was also, I mean, everybody in the room was stressed out. It was like, we have 10 minutes, we have to get this, you know, so I stayed. But, But it's just so beautiful to that level of tension just begins to melt Mm. as you breathe, as you focus on your breath, as you feel like elephants. You know, elephants walk peacefully and do what elephants are supposed to do. They're not texting (laughs) and they're not (laughs) all these things that we're doing, 10 things at one time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a lovely story. Um, Carrie, as we move on, would you like to show uh, the next exercise to us? Yes, which I yes. do believe is the dragon.
1: Yeah, so this one's called The Dragon's Play in the Clouds. And um, I'm going to, again, invite you to do it with me. So the dragons start by swimming, and then they dive. And then we are going to put a dragon on the palm of each hand, and we're going to take that dragon up to play in the clouds. And if you do it with me, I want you to feel how your shoulders open and your lungs open, and you relax your shoulders, elbows, Wrists and fingers. Okay, so let's all try it together if you can. Bring your palms together in front of your chest to dive. Reach out to the right, dive through the waves, come back to center, keep your palms together. Then dive to the left and back to center. Exhale as you dive your arms away from your body. Inhale as they come back to center. Dive from one side to the other, flowing bubbles as you exhale. And now stop and relax. Place your hands at your waist with the palms up, fingers pointing forward. Imagine that you are holding something special in your palms that you don't want to drop. Extend your right arm across the front of your body to the left side, circle it around to the right, and then to the top of your head. Stop there a moment. Be sure your fingers are pointing forward and your palm is up. Extend your right arm straight out in front of you and circle it around to the right and back to your waist. Palm is still up. Now the left hand, extend your left arm out to the right side of your body. Circle it around and to the top of your head. Stop for a moment to be sure your palm is up and your fingers are facing forward. Extend the left arm straight out in front of you and circle it around and back to your waist. Repeat. Exhale as you extend your right arm out to the left. Inhale as you come to the top of your head. Stop for a moment. Exhale as you come forward. Inhale as you bring it back to your waist. Left hand. Exhale as you extend it across to the right side of your body. Inhale, circle it around to the top of your head. Palm up. Exhale as you come forward.
0: Inhale back to your waist. Wow, that was fun. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's a
1: fabulous movement. Did you do it, Christine, and feel your shoulders opening? Maybe you don't have room in the studio. I, no,
0: I don't. And if I step away, it's hard for me to step back in. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's really interesting. When you do 15 minutes of Tai Chi,
1: you could easily double the amount of oxygen you have in your bloodstream. And imagine what that does for your brain to double it. Mm. So as we move our arms around and open our shoulders, you're opening your lungs. And I mean, a lot of us do shallow breathing. We we often, you know, round our shoulders. And so this is a great one. And as people get older, for the teachers, the parents, the adults, the therapists, all of us, we carry a lot of stuff on our shoulders. We carry most of our worries on our shoulders. And it gets heavy, and we get very tight in here. And so this one with a dragon, you're opening your shoulders, but you're also opening your elbow and your wrists as you move it around. And when you come to the top of your head and your elbows way, way back there, and your fingers are forward, you're opening everything. Mm. So it's a wonderful activity. And it's very good for the brain because by crossing over and coming back, you're getting the chi, the energy, the external energy and the internal energy to move across your body from side to side. And that's a great stimulation for the brain.
0: Mm. Mm, wonderful! Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> I have to tell you, it's it's be- because I do uh, more of the yoga, and I used to do a form of Tai Chi, but the Chen style Tai Chi, which is quite martial, um, and uh, I, I could remember that energy movement was so powerful and immense that uh, the yoga was a little more subtle. But what you're showing right now is. I can feel, just by, the, but just by your explanations and watching you, I can feel my whole chest open, my shoulders rolling back. It's like, oh, this feels so good. <laughs> right, right.
1: And I wanted to tell the audience one thing. When, I, um, when I'm teaching and I say, extend your right arm up, I always do my left because I want the children, the students, the parents to be able to mirror me. So if you're confused by right and left, what I'm saying and what I'm doing, I'm specifically doing the opposite of what I say so that you can listen and mirror me. Mm. It took me a little while to be able to do that, but the truth is it doesn't matter which side you do first because we always do both sides. (laughs) And one other little explanation on Tai Chi that Tai Chi comes from Qigong. So the grandfather of Tai Chi is Qigong, and it's been around for thousands of years, and it was always saved for the highest level of people in China. And then certain masters adapted it into forms of Tai Chi, which is a martial art. And I found, as I was doing this, that the Qigong form of these movements was easier for people to learn. So while the movements are pretty much the same, It's just easier to do it in this way. So if you're studying a specific Tai Chi style, you may say, well, this doesn't feel exactly the same. The movements are the same. They're based on the circular flow of energy in the body. They're based on sending energy to all the different organ systems. But the visualization and the way they're put together is slightly different based
0: on Qigong and simplified for our schools and Mm -hmm. our children and us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I I think it's magnificent what you've created here. Um, Now, do you find that there are different benefits for children um, and as opposed to adults? Um, I wouldn't say that there are
1: different benefits, but we achieve them differently. Mm -hmm. First of all, children are ready to forget about everything else they have to do and become an elephant or a dragon in about <laughs> 30 seconds. And when I do this with adults and I see them sort of checking their watch and, oh, my gosh, did I remember to do that? And don't forget to do this. And after you go to the post office, that, you know, it, there's a lot going on in our lives. So it's harder to forget and or or to let go, I should say. Mm-hmm. So with children, they get into it very quickly. So the moves on my CD are usually two and a half to three minutes long, because the children are totally into it in that amount of time, and they don't need, you know, to sit there for 15 minutes focusing on breathing and things like that. The benefits that they get, therefore, come very quickly, and um, in, in, in some ways as adults, we're saying, you know, I've been having trouble with my heart or my digestion, and I'd like something for that. Whereas kids don't approach life like that. So they just come in and they want to have a good time and feel good. And one of the things that I found when I work with ADHD children who are having a lot of trouble focusing is that the Tai Chi seems to give them a sense of organization and self-control so that they can anticipate feelings and and become more focused and um, attentive in the classroom. And I had one of the teachers do her master's thesis on using Tai Chi with a special ed student who was impossible to control. And she got him in two months to the point where he could anticipate that he was going to lose it. And he would say, Mr. Robbins, I have to do Tai Chi now. And the class would stop. And they would do five minutes of Tai Chi and they could go on with their work. So the benefits are, for everybody, that your chi, your energy, is moving along the energy meridians of the body for better health, for better peace, for focus, for relaxation. But how we feel it and experience it can be a little bit different mm-hmm. because of who we are in our ages. We're different at different ages.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now do you, is there a certain... Uh, uh, Amount of time that you would suggest for individuals, like if if you say, oh, do 10 minutes uh, a day or or do half an hour. I, any suggestions that you might have on that?
1: Well, when I when I go to schools, I really ask them to give me five minutes twice a day, mm-hmm. because I know that they can do that much. Um, and if you start the day with tapping on the body to wake up the energy then you get your energy flowing and you're better able to focus. And so I will give them specific suggestions as to how to start the day and what to do before a test. For example, you're giving a spelling test or a math test and kids get nervous. They really do want to do well, elementary or middle school or high school. It doesn't matter. And so this is what you could do before a test. Ideally, we would all do half an hour every day, but we don't live in an ideal world where we have a half an hour. So to parents, I suggest start out doing the tapping at home with your kids. Five minutes of Tai Chi in the morning at home sets everybody off for the day in a better frame of mind with a better energy flow so that they can perform better. And I, I decided that I was going to be really practical and realistic so when I teach a class and people say, oh, I love your class. I was, I'd like to do this every day. I'll say, just start with the tapping. Mm. Do five minutes a day until you come to class next week. And then the next day I'll, I'll say, could you do 10 minutes and add this? And I want it to be something they can actually do. Because if you say this has to be a huge part of your life, it's not going to fit in. Right. But I like kids to know, for example, that if they're taking a test, and they get nervous. What do we do when we're nervous? We tighten, we hold our breath, we can't think because we don't have oxygen, that if they think about the energy ball, they will be able to answer that question because 99% of the questions on the test are things that the teacher taught. It's just a matter of putting it down on the paper and being able to focus and remember. And if you focus on being nervous and on failure, that's what you get. If you focus on that beautiful energy Filling your mind so that you can think and visualize, then you're going to get the right answers. So Mm. I try to be as practical as I can for the kids. (laughs) And for us adults.
0: (laughs) And for us adults.
1: So I went to one class in New York, I think it was a fifth grade class. And, you know, teachers have too much on their plates. They really do. Mm. And so this teacher said, oh, I can't believe they're giving me something else I have to do. I am not going to do it. I said, you don't have to. But I have to be here for the next 20 minutes. So, can I do Tai Chi with your students? And would you just stand in the back, forget you're the teacher, and just be my student for 20 minutes? And she said, okay. And so I watched her in the back. And as we did it, she became more and more relaxed. All of the muscles of her face began to relax. She almost began to smile. There was silence in the room. We were growing roots, we were growing leaves, we were drinking water. And when it was all over, I said, thank you so much. You guys were terrific. And as I walked out, she said, um, excuse me, but I actually would like to have that DVD. This is the program I'm going to do. I'm not doing the others. <laughs> <laughs> because the teachers are so stressed. You know, we have a lot of problems in our society, and we tend to place them on mm-hmm. the teachers. Solve this, right? Yeah,
0: yes, Because it is
1: true. It's a tough job. So I try to support the the administration and the, the staff as much as I possibly can, because they're doing
0: such an important job. hmm I am right with you <laughs> on that. Um, <laughs> Carrie, you, there's one more exercise that uh, you had told us before that the children just love, that, they, that of every shape and form, this is the one that has been their favorite. Um, may you share that with us at this point.
1: I, I will. You know, when I start, I do more active things. And I included two tracks on the CD. One is the tree, which grows roots, which is not a lot of activity. And the other one's the energy ball, where you actually hold this energy ball and feel it. And I was a little bit hesitant to put them on a program that I was going to be doing in public schools in big cities in the United States but it turns out that 75% of the children in every age level in every school pick this energy ball as their favorite one and i think it's because of the total silence and because it's an opportunity for them to actually get in touch with their own feelings to really discover who they are to know themselves and um so generally when i when i do a session in a school. I'll do three other tracks and then end with the energy ball. And then I invite the children to sit quietly down in their desks. And I will get questions like, how did you do it? How did you make that energy come into my hands? And I say, I didn't do it. You did it yourself. So it's the power of the mind, the power of positive thinking, the power of believing that you can do. So I'm going to invite you all to stand and do a little bit of the energy ball with me. And if you don't have the video, just close your eyes and visualize this because there's not a lot of action and not a lot you need to see, but I think you'll be able to visualize it quite easily. Energy is all around us in nature and in our bodies. Reach up over your head to take a ball of energy. Bring it down and hold it in front of your chest with your palms facing each other. Close your eyes, roll the ball. One hand is on top and then the other. Keep your eyes closed and notice the color of the ball. Feel the tingle in your palms. Now place the ball of energy on top of your head. Stand very tall and straight so it doesn't roll off. Let go. Stay very still. Open your eyes to look at a spot on the earth. Now carefully balancing the ball on your head. Lift one foot a few inches off the ground. Lift it a little bit higher. And slowly return it to the earth. Now lift the other foot, focus on the root. Lift it a little bit higher until your knee is as high as your waist. Keep your eyes open, looking at the earth. Concentrate on your roots so you will be steady. Move slowly, return your foot to the earth. Bring the ball down from the top of your head and hold it in front of your chest. Close your eyes to stare at the ball again. Let it grow a little bit bigger as you inhale. Separate your arms. Let it grow a bit smaller as you exhale. Bring your hands together. Let it grow bigger again. And then smaller. Now place the energy inside your abdomen. Close your eyes and rest your hands on your abdomen.
0: Mmm, that was lovely. (laughs) It's really a meditation. Mm -hmm.
1: And many people that I work with find the word and the thought of meditation a little bit scary because they think it means sitting very still and emptying your mind, which is hard for most of us to do. But if you can focus on a ball of energy, you can see the color. I would say 90, 95% of the students see the color of the energy ball they're holding. And 50% of the adults do. And after a couple months, the adults see it more also. They have to sort of stop thinking about their <laughs> um, their other duties, really. But um, it's such a concrete thing because energy is real. Energy moves in us. Energy is like solar energy. We, we, we see the results of the energy that the plants grow and that we have light. But we don't exactly, we can't exactly touch the energy. And that's the way our own energy is. We we know it's in there. We feel it move. We feel the tingling in our hands. And then when we close our eyes, we see the color. The energy becomes very, very real. And um, the children are so happy with that ball. I also... Tell the children that they can make it make an energy ball before going to sleep at night, because sleep deprivation or lack of sleep is a huge problem in schools today. Our children really are very tired and if i If I ask a middle school how many of you got enough sleep last night, maybe thirty percent will raise their hands um, and sometimes it's because they're doing other activities and not going to bed, but sometimes it's because they get into bed and they're uptight they're tense and they're worried and so if you make an energy ball and then you're lying on your back and you can put that ball on your chest and let it get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you're inside the ball of energy and the kids love that and it's very soothing and it's safe a nice safe place to be
0: Cuddle that big energy ball every night. That's nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. And and you can have it whenever you want it. I was working with one boy who knew he was going to fail every math test. He was absolutely positive. Oh. And I was doing math with him, and we weren't getting anywhere. So I taught him to make an energy ball. But I taught him to make his energy ball under the table in his lap. And that as he looked at the math test and he didn't know the answer, to close his eyes and focus on the ball of energy that he was holding in his hands. And as soon as he could see the color, he would raise his, He would open his eyes and go on with the test. And we practiced it enough so that he could do it in less than a minute. And he went from failing to bees overnight. Just mm. by breathing and believing in himself and letting go of all that tension that inhibits the flow of blood and, and also getting rid of negative thoughts.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Really wonderful. I mean, for, for a child to see their own improvement, just simply adjusting their focus and yes. breath. Mm. Mm. And How I nice. said to
1: him, because I was not his teacher, I was just his, his tutor. And I said, well, was your teacher happy? He said, oh, yes. And your mom? Oh, yes. I said, well, did you tell them what you did? He said, no, that's my secret.
0: lovely Um, Carrie we had a question that came in Um, what is the best way for schools or parents to become involved with what you do Um, well
1: I love to visit schools and do workshops for the entire faculty and to visit classrooms Um, so of course it depends on where you are you can reach me through my website which is Tai Chi for kids.com. everything spelled out T A I C H I F O R K I D S. Um, and I also do Skype workshops. I'm doing a Skype workshop next month with a school in Massachusetts because for me to travel there isn't always possible, but I can do a professional development for faculty after school. And um, then I have the materials that make it very easy for teachers to do it right away once they've had a workshop with me. So I've trained people all over the world. I I trained a woman in Kuwait who wanted to take it to, to orphanages. I mean, it's amazing how small the world becomes with the Internet. But, um, yeah, it, through through Skype, I can really work with a lot of people. And if you're in a a, a city that I go to, then I can make it affordable for your schools, but you'll see, I do have material. So for example, next, next week, I'm going to be doing a workshop for 80 teachers in New York and each teacher will take home one of the the CD sets. This is one of them. This is not the same one that, that you have, um, Christina, but I have three different ones for, for different purposes. Mm-hmm. And so each, each teacher will take one home and the next day they can do it in class because I, I, you know, I've been a teacher for over 30 years and I said, if if it takes more than 20 minutes for a teacher to learn this, they're not going to, they're not (laughs) going to do it. They're not going to become professional Tai Chi teachers. And I don't want it to be that I have to go to the classroom every day. I want the teacher to know, oh, I'm putting on that CD. Mm -hmm. They can teach the children to lead also, which is great. And, um, and we can just do this so we can do it for five minutes. (laughs)
0: That's wonderful. You just answered the second question that came in, which was uh, um, how um will you begin a program to teach other teachers to facilitate its expansion?
1: <laughs> and you know, I at the there's a conference each summer called the National Qigong Association, and I do train teachers there. But it's such a big country. And our schedules are so complicated that I find that Skype has given me a tremendous ability to reach teachers everywhere at a time that works for everyone. Mm. So it's a great thing. I mean, you know, you can you can have 100 teachers in a room with a screen and you project the computer image on it and 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 you can all do it with me. I don't have the same relationship in that I can't see everybody doing it, of course, but people can come up and ask questions. And I did it with a group in Los Angeles a couple of years ago, and it was it was great. Mm -hmm. It really is amazing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's lovely. Well, I wish for you that this continues to ripple forward and out there, touching many lives as as you have so far. I would so love to bring this to Los Angeles and, and more and more so into the school system now that I realize that most of the schools do not have a physical education teacher. And I, coming from that sort of background of physical education and and physical and balance of body, mind, spirit, I, I so believe that something that doesn't take a lot of time that can help the children, help the teachers, help the parents. Right. Right. <laughs> is with with you know, we're all on such demanding schedules. You know, this is Los Angeles, right? It's la la land. I mean it's layer upon layer <laughs> upon layer of, as you say, texting and and uh, business and and children and work and, and play and uh, just a little grounding will definitely, I'm sure, support each and every individual and uh, every household as well. So thank you so much, Carrie. Is there anything else that you might like to share with our audience uh, before we go? <coughs>
1: but well, i'm going to i'd like to share one comment that a high school student made to me because it's always easier for us to visualize elementary school kids doing this high school kids are a little bit more complicated in many ways but i've worked with high school kids in new york also and i was working with um a group of probably about 40 boys in the gym and it was total silence they were totally focused and at the end I ask them to They sit down, and then I ask if anybody has a question. When I ask the younger kids, I'll ask them how they feel, and they'll use words, beautiful words like relaxed and focused and happy. And but with high school students, um, I asked if they have any questions, and one boy raised his hand, and he said, so are you telling me that if I did this every day, I could always feel this good? And I said, yes. And another boy raised his hand and said, well, I also want to know exactly what to eat because I want to be completely healthy. Mm. And, and I think sometimes we think that our high school kids are sort of lost, you know, in the public schools and we have so many problems getting them to, to feel successful and to get them engaged and all of that. And yet when you give them 10 minutes to focus and be calm and go inside themselves and relax, they have the same wishes that the rest of us do for success and health. Mm-hmm. And I think Tai Chi is just a great way to open that door. So I hope that any people who are listening, if you go to my website, Tai ChiForKids.com, I don't know if it's on the screen or not, that um, you can contact me. Their email is there and let me know and let's communicate on how we can bring this to
0: your kids in your city in your area because it's for the world absolutely thank you so much carrie and i just wanted to show everyone a picture of your dvd that uh we have there tai chi moves for kids of all ages from four to 94 i think nowadays we have to write to from four to 104 now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I noticed on the DVD that you have it in English and Spanish. Is that correct? That's
1: right. Because I had a lot of call for the Spanish because we have a, a large Spanish speaking population. So
0: mm.
1: yeah. And then Holy also fun. on the DVD, because you want to be able to do this just with the audio, you put it in your on your iPod and you go outside and you do it in the park on a nice day so you can download from the DVD all of the audio and make your own CD or you put it on one of your on your smartphone or whatever so you have it wherever you are and then if you have a few minutes during the day you just go into the park and take a Tai Chi break.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Carrie Sherman, for gifting us today with your expertise and, and wishing you all the best. And, and hopefully we can support your journey and your vision here at Yoga Hub to expand it, and to get it into more households and more schools and more places around the world.
1: Thank you so much. I look forward to working more with you, Christina. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Carrie. And of course, thank you, Segovia Smith and the Yoga Hub team for making all this possible. And of course, to each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of education and information. We're grateful for your continuous support and look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, followed every other week with Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. I'd like to remind you that you can connect with Carrie Sherman at taichiforkids.com. taichiforkids.com. And of course, we are always open and we welcome all your feedback and suggestions. Give us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. Until next time, namaste. YHTV's Trinity of Life Come join me, Christina Suzama, as I journey to find the many modalities that support individuals, from children to adults to elders, with topics ranging from health and wellness, meditation, and inspirational stories. I invite you to visit yogahub.tv every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Nutrition and herbs and acupuncture right, and Pilates, right. of the physical. Um, do you feel that there is... Uh, uh, a certain uh, a specific ailments that this works extremely well for and uh, certain ones that take a little more time and patience? Yes, um,
1: combining it seems to shorten the recovery time for almost everything that you
0: deal with that's musculoskeletal based. Mm-hmm. Um, internal organ issues also benefit.